That's fucking talent right there. Definitely, I, re I remember, I remember everything. <laughs> I mean, it's a 50-50 toss-up, and I would have pounded your fucking fist either way. <laughs> I'll say once I graduated, I really stopped buying physical dicks. Why can't you be like a normal person in society and sit there and shut the fuck up, man? That's the Captain Major right there. Jagerbombs, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jagerbombs. Fucking Jager bombs. Talk about Jager bombs. Meanwhile, you and I have never even had a Jager bomb. This is true. <laughs> Jagermeister is fucking disgusting. All right, buddy. What? Well, first off, welcome to Renanade's episode fifty-four. <laughs> I think. Why do I want to say it's fifty-five now? <laughs> I think it's... You know what, dude? I'm going to be the man, okay? Welcome right. to Random Nades episode 54. And this is the Toronto Home Series post-show. Post-show breakdown. And sure. I don't know. I think I just call it... I titled it Breakdown. Do you want me to call it a post-show from now on? I don't know. I mean, they're words. Yeah. I just It's words that I type in at like 9 o'clock at night. Word, I feel you. So, but dude, this is being recorded merely minutes after we've watched the final for the Toronto Home Series, and holy shit, this weekend! Yeah, I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm not usually biased, but actually, no. How do I say this? <laughs> because I don't have like a vested interest in a team winning usually. I just want to see good Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. When there's close games and like shit's intense, I just I don't really care. I'm just like, oh shit, this is a close match. But for whatever reason, dude, during that final SND, I was getting like fucking anxiety spikes <laughs> happening. And I was like, holy shit, dude, this is fucked. So you're and it came down around 11 of the game five. Yeah, see, I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm trying to be not biased, even though there's certain teams that I do follow more. But like, yeah. when it comes to like, once we start getting into like game three or game four, depending on what's happening, then I start kind of cheering for the underdog. Because oh I, wow, I always love a you comeback. just flip right away, huh? And you're yeah. like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I always like the crazy comeback stories. They but do like, make for great storylines, obviously. Like this weekend. I'm eating my fucking words because the last episode we recorded was the pre-show. Yep. Where I said this is probably going to be the easiest one to predict and there's going to be no surprises. <laughs> I mean, I thought that Not too. Not me, was I wrong? <laughs> Although we did say a couple things there. We just didn't realize to what extent it was going to happen. We did say don't underestimate Toronto if they show up. Of course. Of course. And we also said that we think Slasher and Optic was going to go off. Well, you thought that a little more than I did, I think. Well, I did. I definitely didn't think that. But I think you even said that, like, late game slasher late is game not slasher a, is, yeah. is not someone that you joke around with. Well, well, no, no. He figures shit out, and he is a winner. Yeah, and definitely this weekend was like, I don't. I I have to look at our predictions, but I don't think a single matchup kind of went as to as far as we expected. I think all of Friday did for the except the optic Toronto one, which you know, but yeah. I also straight up backed out of and I was like, I if it was me alone, I'd pick Toronto. 
yeah. over Optic, which ended up happening. And I'm pretty sure it was a game five. Mm-hmm. We just had a game five going to Optic, which was fucking stupid, man. But also, you, hindsight, you hindsight's everything. <laughs> no, no, no. That this was at the time too, because I was like, "It's fucking Toronto, man. Come on, over Optic, yeah, of course." You're like, dude, fucking Optic, man. Fucking young guys <laughs> on Optic. Man. I'm like, then fucking pick Optic. Fine, okay. I but was wrong. from now on, if there is a series that Toronto's in. I will never ever say they're going to get 3-0'd because their fucking SND is a thing of beauty. It's, well, yeah. I don't know how they don't, They're not it. scared at all of anything. They hit a strat. They try, attempt a strategy, execute. If it fails, they're like, all right, new strategy. We'll, we'll try something else. Yeah. But like, the strats are like fucking insane. Like, they just like, Four of them hit fucking mid on Petro. Straight down the middle of the map and went for B. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of cool to see because I feel like you don't really... I don't know. It's strange to say that you don't see strategy that often. But, like, I think it was, it was more like seeing aggressive strategies that, like, you and I would use in on, on an online setting against pubs. Like, it's like, okay, everybody rush B. It's like... You don't really see that in... What happens at the professional level is that you understand the importance of the man advantage. So nobody wants to give up that early man advantage. Mm-hmm. But they're like... People from the S&D like, amateur community come in and they like dominate pro S&D because they're not fucking scared to take those risks and run straight down the middle of the map or like do some weird hit an aggressive defense which no pros ever do everybody's camps and corners and shit and then you rarely see full-on teams have a strategy and just go with that strategy the basically the whole round and never call an audible when they go this is the strat we're gonna hit b and we're gonna fucking plant the bomb b we're gonna defend b a little hiccup gets or a little wrench gets thrown into the plan dude and like they just immediately back up okay reset reset it's like no dude they're like fuck that we're going if somebody dies they die there's risks to that because i feel like you're more than you're more likely to either get if the strategy is just straight up not working get eliminated faster or you end up in the scenario that that we were in where you're forced to go to a uh round 11 because you're having to keep revising your strategy uh, per round versus in the middle of the round. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to say that they're doing it wrong when they won the home series. <laughs> no, no. They, I, I'm saying Toronto is doing everything right. Yeah. FaZe was countering, but, like, you could see the certain rounds where they were, like, it was, like, a half round where they they didn't have a set strategy. They were kind of playing for the pick. Which happens with a lot of pro teams. They're like, oh, we'll just play for a pick. But then nobody peaks. So then you're forced with like 30 seconds left in an offensive round to just brute force a bomb site and try to get it down. Yeah. Whereas Toronto like attempts a bomb site. And then if like if shit pops off, they'll adjust mid uh, mid round and make a call whether to commit or like rotate or whatever. And then they take some rounds off where they don't have a set strategy to, to always keep you guessing. Like it's all a fucking mind game. And they played it beautifully. <laughs> You're talking about Toronto's strategy. Do you think Sammy 
running outside with a sniper rushing. Was that sorry? Cammy. Was, was that Cammy? Sorry, Cammy? I said Sammy. Cammy. Thank Do you, you. think about Octane or some shit? <laughs> Maybe. Like, oh, Sammy. Or I'm thinking of sandwiches. Or sandwiches, yeah. Yeah. I like Sammy. No, Cammy. <laughs> Cammy rushing the far right side of St. Petrograd with a sniper. Just is that you think that's part of the strategy too, or is that just? They had to reinforce with the boys. Cammy flexing. No, they got they got into B, and there was only two defenders there. Like him playing back, he's just going to get isolated and picked by BZ and Sim, which happened earlier in the game. Mm -hmm. So he made the call to like push up to help the help the boys, and basically what he was trying to do was rip. I think it was Priesta on that uh, on the back flower shop. That his job was to try to get him off of that because that is like the defensive power position, and unfortunately that round Priesta fucking smoked him. All right, dude. Um, so yeah, obviously we're talking about the finals, uh, the final matchup right now, or final matchup that just occurred with Face and Toronto. Was there it's any literally like, fucking ten minutes ago? Like ten minutes ago. Um, do you think there was any moments in that match that, like, you know, if one person could have showed up, it might have sway the direction of how things resulted like i think like for the most part i think each map kind of ended the way they should have i didn't really see any like oh someone didn't push this fast enough and so that's why they lost i think it was just like a dominance shown on each side i don't know what's kind of is there anything you want to say about I, that no like there's shit like that uh, that always happens like COD's never played perfectly. Yeah, it, just, it never will be, and it never has been. Um, so yeah, I saw some shit where I was kind of like, mm, I don't know if that was the best call, but you know, they've been in these situations multiple, way more times than me. Yeah. So maybe they know certain things that I don't. Also, so I'm not gonna like hard critique, and I can't specify if there's like any glaring ones where I was like, ooh, that was a really bad call. Because I mean, I'll I'll full disclose. Uh, I missed most of uh, CDL Sunday just because uh, we had a little bit of unexpected uh, beesness to deal with. Your dad got stung in the face. Yeah, by a wasp. Yeah, was it, we you don't need a bee to round the bush, dude. He got stung in the face, and uh, you had to take preventative measures so his face didn't swell up like a balloon. Yeah, I had to go get Benadryl. So unfortunately, uh, he's looking. Well, I mean, now. he's sleeping. But to your misfortune and also fortune that the finals went game five, but the other ones were. Yeah, the not other ones kind of game five. not. <laughs> the exact opposite of game fives. Yeah, I mean, my only other commentary that I would want to make is just like how disappointed I was in how Chicago performed, just because I felt like. I was expecting them to have an easy road, but I think you just have to chalk it up to me, at least on my part, underestimating Toronto Ultra. Uh, there's that. There's also the big overestimation of Chicago's capabilities. Yeah. And I don't want to put point individual fingers at all. But... But... but they made a roster change because their team didn't suit a certain meta and I don't think they were expecting it to change. 
And now that the meta has shifted, that roster change is looking like it might not have been the best thing for the team now. Yeah. I feel like at this current state of Modern Warfare, if Gunless was still on that team, he would be an incredible third AR. Absolutely fucking incredible. Because you already have formal run in main. You have RCDs running the second, which, yes, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. There's no more four MP5s. It's either three and two or it's three and two the other way. So on Azure Cave and, you know, Petrograd or whatever maps they, they deem three ARs necessary, you'd have Gunless running a third AR, which would be disgusting. Now, obviously, the vibes and stuff might be different, but there's certain times where you need players to step up. And unfortunately, on the Chicago roster, the only players that have really stepped up as of late have been Envoy and Arsides. The, the other three have been kept pretty quiet. I'm not saying they're do playing poorly. Like, there's, you know, they're, they're pulling their weight, but when you need a big performance, you're not getting it. When you need a big performance, like look at Toronto. When you need a big performance, Cam is sniping people in the face every fucking round. It's incredible to watch. Kleenex, I don't know how the fuck the guy stays alive. <laughs> yeah. He's just slide canceling everywhere. You're just like, dude, oh my God. And then, Excuse you know, me? Mr. Ice in his veins, Methods is fucking two-piece in round 11. Like, you need players to go big in moments. And that's not happening for Chicago, unfortunately. They're a great team, but... Yeah, and I, I don't even know what you do there because, I mean, like you said, like to bring Gunless back into the main roster late. is going to be too awkward. And yeah, They only have a... They have, what, three weeks before... Two, two three weeks before champs? I don't know exactly how long, but... Uh, yeah. It's either two weekends or three weekends away. And Here, look at this quickly. I mean, One, I don't two. know if that's enough time. Three. Yeah, you basically have three weekends before you go into playoffs. So basically a full month. Yeah. So is that enough time to practice with a new player? Personally, I think so, but I don't know how much Gunless has been playing since he hasn't had to play. I imagine... He's Warzone. Uh, yeah, I imagine if anything, he's playing Warzone or something else. And I mean, like, even then, like, I don't know, like... I don't know. I've like do you, like I don't know if he's salty about being benched. Yeah, exactly. It it puts you it puts them in a, a weird situation where like you don't want to deal with it. So I yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I I can say with like 99% certainty that I doubt that that is what they're thinking. Yeah. However, if it was me, dude, I would be thinking that that team change kind of screwed them. Actually, I think the rosters are locked. I don't think they can make changes anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I also wouldn't mind, like, from here on out, you cannot update the game. Like, if you're going to make any updates to, like, the public side of the game, you cannot allow those updates to occur or to exist in the, in the competitive version. I would I, agree. I feel like from here on out, you shouldn't be allowed to change the meta, like... I'd agree. GAs and everything included. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I, I know last year... Like. Last year, they had the last-minute uh, buff of the of the SOG. And, like, it completely... 
changed how the weekend was expected to go. And I mean, yeah, sure, a little it, bit. I mean, it's sure. not like a last place team became the best team in the game. No, but like it had a tremendous showing in the champs weekend oh, yeah. versus what everybody else was already using. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like. At this point, you shouldn't have any more surprises anymore. Yeah, like I agree. it should be time to just get your reps in, get some practice in, review gameplay, and then come in ready, come in ready to swing. Hmm. I agree. In playoffs, one hundred percent agree. Uh, all right, dude. Um, hmm. Was there any? Was there any teams? This weekend, besides our victors here, the champs, Toronto, that you were impressed by or weren't expecting to have as well of a sh- of a showing as they did. Uh, well, te- honestly, phase. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Um, they looked like phase. Like I would when when you think of that phase lineup, and you go, oh. Yeah, I mean, normally... That's what they look like. Yeah, in a, yeah. any normal circumstance, when you look at the, the phase lineup, you should be like, yeah, that's the team to beat. Yeah, that's the right. scariest fucking roster I've ever seen. But for the past, you know, month or two months, they've kind of looked not great. The past and by two, not great, I mean, they still make semifinals every fucking time, basically. Yeah, but not what we were expecting. Like, the meta change kind of dropped them from always being in the finals to making it to semis, which... Mm allowed some teams to push past them dude yeah that fr- dude that first match on friday scared me i was like yeah i watched the replays going, of that. i was like they're I going to the like, finals after that match on friday i was like oh they're in the finals 100 I, I wonder what changed because they probably still were like boycotted I, from i told you what changed the change that needed to happen was it the fucking fire just came back in their belly no well one we got rid of fucking Hackney Dumb. Yes. <laughs> no fucking way we playing that shit anymore. Get me on Gunrunner, please. We did say that in the and, video, too, is they got to stop playing that. So, And it, Priest has stepped up individually because they switched Celium off second AR and put him on third AR. So um, now Celium ran sub on like the smaller maps, and Priest is stuck with the second AR the whole time. And that helped Priest a lot, which... Help the team completely, and they throw ride. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have loved to be in that meeting. Like, listen, our first veto, no matter fucking what, is Hackney are dumb. Yeah, I don't think they played it. I can't remember like exactly. Uh, obviously, yesterday I didn't miss the the Dallas match because sleeping, sleeping. I slept in. I fucked up, and I'm sorry. But uh, yeah. So I don't, I didn't personally watch them play a Hackney Dome. Yeah. But also, I would trust them more on Hackney Dome now, with Priester running the second AR and not running the sub, because he was getting world start on that map before. Yeah, I think yeah, I think probably with the way everything's matched up right now, I wouldn't be too concerned either. No. And if they're confident like that, dude, where. A BZ is alone on fucking a bomb site in Petrograd and popping two pieces when he's the only person there. 
uh, with that kind of confidence coming out their fucking pores, I'm not worried about them on any map. Alrighty, dude. Uh, before we go into MVPs and whatnot, I just wanted to ask, would you want to discuss the current bracket layout now, or would you want to have a separate conversation about that? You mean the current, like just where the seeding ends up for champs? Yeah, and just any commentary on... I guess that would probably be like who that'd be part of our who we think is going to win the playoffs kind of video, eh? Where we no, I mean, you don't have to go into full detail. You can just literally say what's happened. Nothing crazy happened. The craziest shit was whoever went farther in the tournament between Toronto and Optic was going to get the seed over the other and knock the other into like first round losers, which Toronto won the whole fucking thing. So yeah, Optic's in ninth and they started losers. And because Toronto won the whole thing, instead of being an eighth, they actually leapfrogged Minnesota too. Yeah. And are now in seventh, which I don't know how much one seed or one seed I think gives you the veto power over the seed below you. So you get like your choice of vetoes first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So with the matchup for the rocker, they would have veto power over them. But yeah. No, the only comment I wanted to make was like, uh, I wish Chicago would have uh, turned out better just because now they're in fourth place. So they're in second seed. And uh, it's, I mean, it is still an easy road, but it's not the kind of easy road I would want Chicago to be on. Like, Not the easiest road. Yeah. Dallas and Faze are chilling. They're chilling in winners' semis already. Which, I mean, if you look at the overall performance of the year, it's valid that those two sense. teams are in first and second. Mm -hmm. Chicago, you know, had, had multiple events yeah. where they didn't perform to the ability that we thought they were going to in that exact scenario, and it shows in the score. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Dallas, I think they're the only team... To make semis for every event they're at, I think FaZe missed one, or maybe they made them all too. Either way, like that kind of consistency is going to pay off in the long run. Yeah, actually, I think this bracket breakdown is pretty fair in terms of who's really competitive right now and who's not. And I think a part of me had a little bit of a grudge against Rocker because they were so good on land and then started shitting the bed towards the end of the year here and so I didn't feel like it was fair for them to be in such a high position so seeing Toronto pass them I think kind of makes me feel a little bit better it's like okay well yeah, but also they fucking they were frying at the beginning of the year yeah they were I mean, so good I honestly thought they were going to be the dark horse of the series and then COVID came in and said you know hold my beer let me fuck shit up for you yep <laughs> they are not onliners. They're not onliners. But all right, dude. Uh, let's break it down. Uh, let's break it down. I cannot speak English. Break it down, dude. Break it down. Break it down. All right. Let's wrap this up with uh, who do we think is the MVP of the, of the Toronto home series? Because there's three people that I'm thinking of. Obviously, yeah, there's three. There's only five people on the team, mate. You can't pick three. Yes, but listen to my case. You're obviously, you're probably going to complain, but these are my cases. 
you have methods who clutches up in round 11 which mm-hmm. to me is a very big asset to not and you can't really i don't think you can crown an mvp off one moment but well I, I think it's a moment that you can't ignore especially when it's round 11 it's a huge moment but is it mvp worthy that he performed in one moment i don't think so you have kleenex who is literally a zombie who, I don't know, people shoot at him, he doesn't die. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> He's a freak. And then you have Cammy, who just throughout this event has just been dominating. Yeah. So with that said, who do you think should My get MVP? MVP? Um, Shotzi on the Dallas Empire. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If I had to pick an MVP, it would be Shotzi overall. That kid's twisted. Mm-hmm. But sticking with the Call of Duty rules of having to pick <laughs> from the winning team, uh, for me, it'd be Cammy. Uh, not only was he disgusting in, like, when it mattered, he was disgusting the whole time. He got him there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you want to weigh, like, the big moments more than all of the other moments, sure. But I mean, when they needed big plays in search, he was making them. When they needed strong performances in respawn, he was making them. Um, I don't think he had the best finals uh, performance, but all the work up till that point, definitely for me, uh, I'd give him the nod. Yeah, I, I think mean, in in finals, finals MVP would be Kleenex because he was yeah twisted. Yeah, basically the, when I was bringing that up, I was basically thinking three, two, one. In terms of who were the top three players on the Toronto team, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I agree with you. Cammy was amazing this weekend. Props to him. I mean, he was holding par with Shotzi when they competed against each other. Like uh, that was crazy to see. They were keeping up with Dallas slaying, and then when it slowed down for the search where like most crackheads fall off I don't think he missed with the sniper when he shot the guy hit everything dude he was quick scoping people yeah I'm like what? am I in a pub what the fuck is going on Envoy like like peeked out of the back bus on Piccadilly on A site and he was on scaff and he just fucking quick scope curved the bullet around the bus and hit Envoy in the face I was just like <laughs> Get me off this map. That's his map. You can't lose. Honestly, I loved uh, being in the party chat, listening to you watch watch these teams because you're just like, <laughs> oh, dude. When disgusting shit happens, I I can't help but just. <laughs> All right. Already and Cammy had there was a few of those where Cammy, dude, Cammy almost made me puke like seven times this weekend. And then Shotzi was right up there, dude. The oh yeah. Shit, the, the shit that he does with his thumbs is fuck. And I think I'm good, bro. Oh yeah, I saw CDL release a second MVP video for Celium, and I'm in my head, I'm just thinking, like, what do you, like, why? Why a second video? Let's get to Shotzi. Dude, yeah. literally single handedly was like keeping Dallas in respawns. I'm like, what? Huh? And like, they got, I don't say rolled. They lost three out of phase. Mm-hmm. And all phase did was just stop Shotzi. 
They just put Simp and Ibizi's slide cancel on the shit out of Shotzi. Like, kill Shotzi, kill Shotzi, kill Shotzi. Do you just keep killing Shotzi? You can beat the Empire. He is the Dallas Empire. <clears throat> Which is uh, crazy for me to say because I was a little hard on him at the beginning of the year. When it comes to the MVP of the year, do they follow the same rules where they have to pick no. the team that won champs? No. Or they actually review the whole year? I think Dashy was MVP last year, wasn't he? I think they gave it to Dashy. Oh, when yeah, most yeah. People would want to, you wanted to give it to Simp, and the guy played three tournaments. Yeah, but look at those three tournaments that he did, dude. I agree, but also, there's the other fucking six, or whatever it was, <laughs> where Dashie was an absolute lord. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember that now. <laughs> and you're like, isn't it more? And I'm like, no, dude. It's six fucking events versus three. You cannot. Unless it was like 5.0 KDs. Oh yeah, you I was know, making the, was I was making the case that the last three tournaments way more than the yeah, first like, six. I mean, like they do, but they don't. Yeah, I mean it's six. If it was like, if it was like Dashy showed up to six and Simp showed up to five, then there's more of an argument there. Yeah, yeah. But when Simp only plays for like a quarter of the year, now I get it. At that moment, he dominated a quarter of the year. Yeah, but he played a quarter of the year. He missed a whole three quarters. Can't deny that whole three quarters. And but Dashy was like the unanimous fan and league voted MVP for that first three quarters of the year. They were like, he's the best player in the game. Like the people that were watching were saying that, and the actual players are like, yeah, it's Dashy. And if it's not Dashy, it's Octane. And but that was obviously a little bit later too. Alrighty, dude. Looks like from here we have a little bit of a break. Break it down. Which means we're going to be either talking about nothing or we'll try to come up with some conversations that we can do that are CDL related. But I'm sure we can find some shit, bro. Oh, we'll yeah. Talk about some shit. I, know, uh, I know Slasher's going on Nameless's podcast, so I'm sure I'll grab some shit from that because I imagine he's not going to say kind things. <laughs> you think he's gonna vent out? Yeah, a little bit, probably. Yeah, Pulling I know up. Karma did. When he went on like the eavesdrop and the podcast. Like he went fucking off. He's like, I don't need to protect myself anymore. I'm retired. Ooh, just let everything out. Just spill all the. No, I just won't do that. He's not trying to catch. Spill up. all the tea. Did you did you see the <laughs> or hear the moment on uh, on Friday where they had the mics running through the ads so you could hear maven the whole time during the commercial break i don't think i was paying attention no oh dude he for sure said fuck <laughs> it shit i was laughing so hard i mean like, dude he's still mic'd up and then he comes back in he's like well we're back but apparently you can hear me the whole fucking time so it doesn't matter he didn't say fuck it no i i had to because i'm stupid i can't speak without well, swearing in good in good cdl fashion they try to appear professional and then make mixed mistakes like that. That just reminds us all that they are not professional. <laughs> also, MVP is Maven for dumping maple liquid on his face. Yeah, I'm will, I'm willing to start a conspiracy theory. I think that was Brandy because number one, he pulls out a flask like it looks like well, a no, Mickey. Dude, it, was, it said syrup, but it also is like zero sugar keto friendly. 
Oh, you so can't have it's not. That's not that's syrup. Fucking, yeah, no. That's not syrup. Bro, we're Canadian. We know fucking syrup. That's is. nut juice. That is flavored. That's maple flavored liquid that you would top when you want some sort of sweetness when you're eating fucking waffles or some shit. Or you mix it uh, into real your coffee. Syrup, if you dumped it on your face, your face would be sticky for four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you wouldn't be able to kiss your girl. Your face would get stuck together. That's real syrup. I wonder if his girl got in the way and she was like, you're not pouring maple syrup on your face. Here is this bullshit liquid maple syrup that you will use. I don't know. If that's the case, she's a real one, dude. I'm calling. I'm, I'm, I think we should start a hashtag. Uh, hashtag syrup gate. I think. I think Maven. I think, I think Maven used fake syrup, and I think he owes us a proper maple syrup dunk. I think you and I need to take a trip to Texas and bring him like a crate of a real maple fucking syrup. Yeah. Well, because... if, I, if I get that, if I get that mystery machine van off Amazon, yeah. then we go on a road trip through Texas. I found. You just have to agree to go on the road trip with me. I'm down. Right. Seventy five hundred bucks, bro. <laughs> you have it. I know. I, you I know. I have it. It's just. Like, I know you have seventy five hundred bucks. It's so funny because I talk. You talk about it on here, and then you're like, "Dude, I could buy it right now." But like, just I, I'm just imagining my friends and family see me show up with this fucking mystery machine van, and just being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Ladies and gentlemen, there is. Somehow, I made fun of it forever. Someone in our fucking area, well, my area, Matt's not here right now. Yeah. But in our city, selling a fucking mystery machine. What the fuck? Fully functioning. For seven grand. Canadian, which is like, I don't know, five bucks American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50 cents American. So. Just ripe for the picking. Matt might be. The the proud owner of his dream car, at like in yeah, his mid I'd be the proud owner of a mystery machine and be the shame of my family. Hey, you said that's your dream car, dude. Yes, dude, but dreams are meant to stay in your head. I wasn't realizing no. that this is gonna be Change real. Change your fucking dreams. Seven grand. All you need is seven grand to make all your dreams come true. Fucking, I would get disowned if I bought dude, that. Dude, I need people in the comments right now. If seven grand major dreams come true, how fast do you pay them the fucking money? Immediately. Immediately. If Slasher said, hey, Trent, you're going to be in a fucking CDL spot starting roster. You just got to give me seven grand. He already has it in his hand. Well, it's how about this then? Hand. How about this? If this video gets 200 views by the end of the people, week please and i have people, i have access to see whether or not it's different if i have access to see if it's different viewers so you can't just be watching it over and over again and spike it to 200 i will know how many <laughs> unique viewers watched it you need 200 to have unique. 200 unique viewers watch this you video will i will i will buy it Dude, people, you fucking heard the men. Now, I'm going to make sure that our Twitter knows about it. <laughs> because that is how I'm selling people on the video. I'm not even putting fucking CDL Breakdown at this point. No. Or Post Show. 
It is. Get this shit to 200 views and Matt's buying a fucking mystery machine. Oh my god. Already? If this happens... I mean, if you if they actually pull it off, then then I'll talk to the guy. But if you guys don't pull it off, I'm not even going to look at it. We're pulling it off, I believe. Already. I'm making so many fucking accounts. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great day. Uh, We'll see you on the next episode of the Red Nate's podcast. Throw that Nate, Trent. Let's get him that van, people. Dude, I am so scared.